Hello and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock and this is the Babe's First Birthday episode. Yeah! Woo! And I have Marla here with me to celebrate. Yeah! <laughs> and if you don't know Marla, go back to season one, listen to the Marla episode. That's all I got for you. That's that's all you have to do, and then you'll understand <laughs> all of it. All of it. All of it. But season two, we're back. It's happening. It's been so long. I almost forgot how to do this, but... Just, yeah, I don't think you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you picked up that hello and welcome to Babecake really easily. Well, I was re-listening to season one, mm-hmm. and it's funny because... And I knew that I did that and whatever, but once there's one episode where I did it differently last season, and I was even like, well, why did you do it differently? Why yeah. did you? <laughs> yeah. You need don't, to keep it consistent. Don't do it differently. Just, just be don't consistent. Don't change a thing, yeah. Don't change a thing. Mm-hmm. But I can't believe that it's been a year. I know. I mean. Wait, so when did your first episode air? October 3rd. That's amazing. It's crazy. That is crazy. It's crazy. That flew, yeah. It's been a it's been a long journey. So when was your last episode? May something, I think. Okay. So it's been a bit. Haven't you missed it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I think it's way different too, like after what I thought last summer, like I wanted to do and how it would be or whatever, and then when you're in it, you mm-hmm. kind of understand like that it's not going to be exactly yeah. how you thought. It's always going to be different. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it was like a learning thing. And then after, like this summer, I feel like I had a lot of time just to think about what I wanted season two and other mm-hmm. seasons to be. And yeah, so sure. it's, but it's funny listening back to yourself. Like, I don't we were talking about that before we started recording too. So, so Marla has an EP that's out. I do. She does. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just came out and it can it's on Spotify it's on everywhere. you said iTunes everywhere everywhere you can find Streaming music services I've never even heard of <laughs> just whatever you use I'm sure you can find it go find it mm-hmm. do yourself Marla. a favor just Marla and uh, but we were talking about that like so you so this EP came out. But you've been you write all the time, mm-hmm. like what what kind of stuff is what does it feel like to like to pick this short this little short stack yeah. of songs when mm-hmm. you also have a full collection of stuff? Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that you know you've written stuff at like all different stages. So then things pop back at you, and you're like, I forgot that I wrote this or I felt that how do you pick one over the other that's like 10 questions but <laughs> I think I got all of them <laughs> okay what she just asked me um, well long-winded answer so um the first song technically that was written on this EP um was try telling my heart that technically um and I wrote that song uh end of 2014 so Yes, that makes yes. So wow, that was four years ago. That's Holy a long time oh ago. Gosh. So um, I had no intentions of recording an EP at that point. I was just writing, writing every day. Still write pretty much every day. Um, and then 2015 rolled along, 
and then, um, yeah, 2015. I'm getting my years right. And I was just writing. I, everything basically had a central theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of take that and you run with it. And for me, I've always kind of written in terms of albums. Like, I like to think, like, oh, if I was putting out a major label album, what would it look like? What would it sound like? Mm-hmm. Um, what would the concept be I love the art of an album so um once I wrote this song called this house um in the middle of 2015 and that was basically the springboard um for everything else I was about to write and so in 2016 I decided okay I want to get in the studio um because I had been demoing and everything but um, I just wanted something that would be a true display of what I was doing as an artist. So um, that year, um, I mean, I wrote just, I don't even know, I write every day, I, way too many songs. But when it came down to it, I knew kind of what I wanted this EP to sound like. You always like, yeah, get a couple songs that end up being like a cornerstone, and then you go from there. And mm-hmm. I eliminated a, I mean, I think it, I want, yeah, it was like about 20 songs that I chose from. I had written way more than that, but I have a couple hundred, but um, narrowed it down to about 20 and then had to decide from those 20 what made the best EP, what made like the best little mini album. Mm-hmm. And so I actually recorded seven songs um, and then I picked five from those seven and then I ended up recording another song a year later. That ended up on this EP. Um, but what's funny is I, my mom actually the other day, like, text, she always does this. She's like, what happened to this song? Like, mom. you need to record this or whatever. So um, she and my sister, I guess, were listening to a bunch of old demos. And they were blowing up my phone about these three songs in particular that to this day I love. And they've taken on a whole new meaning for me. And they actually, like, fit what I do now even more huh. so, which is kind of funny. Like, at the time, it was easy to say, no, we're not going to record those. Yeah. Even though I loved them just as much. It just wasn't right for that particular mm-hmm. project. Um, it was a song called Too Late, a song called um, Next to Me, and a song called Beat to It. But it doesn't mean you don't love them. You just can't record everything. If I could, I would, <laughs> but I can't. So, um yeah, it, everything, it just, sonically, it was super distinct what I was picking out. Um, also, so, two of the songs, oh no, one song, and the EP is a song called Static. And I wrote that with my friends Joe Fox and Brittany Hadley. And Joe, uh, it's a super unique song, but very me, and um, wrote that in 2015. Joe um, did the demo for it, like, the next day. I was super excited and I went over to sing on it, and I was like, oh, my God, like, you nailed my sound. And um, it was a very particular, odd, country rock, pop rock sounding thing. And so um, I had him do a couple other demos, and that's how he ended up being a producer on it. But, um, yeah, that was a cornerstone, that song. Mm-hmm. And see, long-winded answer. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> ranting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it's hard. To pick. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you do some of that. And then what you were saying, though, too, of, like, how some things that you did years ago kind of mm-hmm. come 
back, everything's kind of cyclical. Like, yeah, it. It's funny too. Like, even as I've, we were talking a little bit about this earlier, but like, even as I've looked back at writings or even re-listening to stuff, uh, it's funny how at the time you're like, this feels a little bit out of character. Mm -hmm. This feels a little bit like it doesn't fit. What am I even doing? What am I talking Mm -hmm. about? What am I? And then when you find it years later, you're like, wow, actually, in a lot of ways, I was setting myself up for whatever transformation or transition this -hmm. would be. It's kind of, I think the cool thing about creating is that you yourself are constantly rediscovering yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, constantly. Absolutely. 100%. Like, and do you ever look back at stuff though and you feel like, man, I'm actually kind of good. I feel like even like younger Marla mm-hmm. or whatever. Like there's sometimes where I find stuff, I'm like, 16-year-old Amanda, like, actually knew how to yeah. do something. Yeah, no, well, it's funny because I can sing you melodies that I wrote when I was, like, 12. Like, the lyrics might be, like, very melodramatic and make no sense. And it, even if, like, sometimes I'll go back and look at really old stuff. Um, but I can actually sing to you some of those. And I think that's extremely impressive because if something is good or decent or could be good I should say yeah those things weren't good but I could probably recycle those melodies and make them into you know good songs um they stick with you you know yeah especially a, a good melody yeah. um so yeah I definitely do that and then even like you think that what you're doing in the moment is always the best thing but that's not necessarily the case and so it's really easy to um disregard things that you did in the past mm-hmm. but like why would 22-year-old Marla or 22-year-old Amanda be, like, far inferior to now? I mean, that's, you know, like a developed human experiencing real-life things. That's a really good point. So, um, yeah, we discredit our younger selves, I think, really, really easily. We do. And it's funny that you say that because uh, one of the things I remember when I first started doing improv is that... There, there would be this constant conversation of how kids are really the best improvisers mm-hmm. because they're carefree, they're ready to play, they are still, if they're not still in the land of imagination, it hasn't been that far that they've been, you know, mm-hmm. they're not that far removed. And I remember, uh, I didn't teach a class, but I was just helping one of the teachers one summer for, like, the kids' youth improv stuff. And they were writing sketches. Some of these kids, I was like, are you... Yeah. Are you flipping kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Because there was, like, their their political satire, like, some mm-hmm. of them were 13, and I was like, that's something that I would see on The Daily Show. Yeah. How did you even come up with mm-hmm. that? And I I was just constantly impressed with them, but then I found myself, too, trying to remind myself, don't be so impressed that it's almost like a disbelief. Yeah, you know what I mean? absolutely. Because like, I, I think that uh, good ideas come mm. from anywhere, and they can come from any person. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, when people say, too, like, 
oh, I'm just so impressed that a kid or, you know, whatever did something. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see some of it, but also they're developed human beings, even if they're still developing and whatever, mm-hmm. but they absorb different things. Yeah. Like I think about young Amanda. I used to watch all kinds of stuff. I used to say all mm-hmm. kinds of things. Like I'm even surprised that I said some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or like how witty you are yeah. or how intuitive mm-hmm. you right. are. Ooh, that's actually, I think that I discredit myself a lot. Yeah. I'm thinking about this now too. Yeah. I've never actually <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> like, yeah. We no, no. I discredit ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I'm like. True. I, um, my friend Brittany is a voice teacher, or she also teaches a songwriting class, and um, she was telling the story about one of her students that uh, I think was like 15 or 16, or is 15, and um, came in with this song, and Brittany came to me, and she was like, this idea was so good. She told it, and I was like, dang it, why did I think of that? But yeah, you're, like, you think, oh, they're the pupil, you know? But I mean, why? They're, why? Why? You know what? Learn a lot from them. You know what's interesting is that, um, you know, because I I love all kinds of like personal development stuff. Um, and there's a guy Brendan Bruchard, mm-hmm. and he has this book High Performance Habits, and he talks about in there how if you want to be an expert at something, that you should teach. Because through that, yeah. then th- through people asking questions, mm-hmm. and also there's going to be people who you teach who probably are a little bit more advanced yeah. or have more, you know, learn knowledge than you, yeah. so then you learn from them. But that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super interesting. Now I got to teach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because he... <laughs> well, he was saying something about um, how he wanted to be a public speaker, And I think he was doing his master's or something, and he was trying to kind of navigate, like, how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so he started teaching public speaking, but he was still striving to be a public speaker. And he said that that through that. Oh, for sure. Then he kind of was able to work through a lot of things. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I think it's, I always think it's interesting, like, observations that you have. uh, Because I think sometimes you think, like, No. Mm-hmm. I need to know everything now. I can't be curious. I can't right. not be good at something. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're supposed to kind of show up, right? And oh, yeah. Like, be the best mm-hmm. or whatever. Right, right. I mean, I, mean, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <know>, squat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to the cave, everybody. The cave. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. So why are you listening? <laughs> do people ever like come up and uh, say like like people who you don't know Mm -hmm. but have you ever been like approached by people who are like oh I saw you play here or I've heard this song or whatever like even in a friend group of maybe someone who you don't know but they've heard about you or Mm -hmm. what is that's like super cool yeah yeah well it's interesting um I'm thinking of one distinct moment but one time I was playing a show and the bartender at this place was um, uh, or came up to me afterwards and said, like, I knew who you were the second you started singing because I had heard a demo of yours for the song, actually, Talk of This Town, which is on my EP. Um, and he's like, I, I, and he started singing the song to me. He heard it once. And he's like, I never forgot that song. And sang it. He's what? Like, yeah, it was so cool. That's so, so cool. neat. I actually don't even really know how he heard the demo. 
You must, I don't, I don't know. I think one of my co-writers played at something. Like, um, I actually don't really know how he heard it. But he did. It was so cool. So he heard it once and he was singing the verse to me. But, um, yeah, it happens, you know, and with social media, too, happens all the time. Um, people are constantly, like, reaching out. And I've had people record cover videos and stuff. Which Really? I love cool. that. Yeah, that's, like, the best. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. That's I love so it. fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so before Babe Cave, I had a blog called The Penguin Project, and it kind of was inspired my friend Kyle, who lives in South Carolina. Like, uh, he was like my first friend when I moved to South Carolina mm-hmm. to go to high school. One of my first friends. And I remember it was like after school, you know how sometimes, even now, you end up in some kind of group situation mm-hmm. where there's a group of people talking and you're like, how did this actually happen? How did these people And I don't know, he just, he looked at me, we had kind of started talking, and he was like, hey, uh, you want to go to a punk show tonight? And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And uh, he, I think he picked, yeah, he picked me up, and I was like, I have no idea what this is. I'm also, like, not attracted to him. (laughs) You know the truth, Kyle, you know. (laughs) We always joke, no, poor Kyle. He was like. He was such a ladies' man in high school. Mm-hmm. He had to have one friend who was, like, not into it. Not into it, yeah. Not into it. Um, his wife knows the truth, too. We make fun of him all the time. <laughs> but Hey, Kyle. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Um, but we went to this punk show, and then we went and we got Subway and talked about, like, the people who we had crushes on or, like, mm-hmm. our, you know, very... It was a very emo evening. Yeah. But... He is, like, one of those people, so he introduced me to um, some bands that, like, I still really love, and you get that nostalgic feeling, Mm -hmm. and I don't, there was kind of a point where I realized, too, how all of these bands who I loved, they all were friends, and everybody is just promoting each other, Mm -hmm. and it's not, like, a huge epiphany, but there was just something where I was, like, that's how it happens. Mm -hmm. Because, too, you hear a lot of, like, oh, it's all of who you know, whatever, and I always thought it was some man in, like, a high-rise office, and if you don't know that person, then you don't know anyone. But then I was realizing, like, some of them who I I loved, like, oh, I remember when I went to that show and I saw so-and-so open for them. Mm -hmm. Ooh, but I really, like... Yeah. That opener. Mm-hmm. When are they on tour? Right. When are they doing mm-hmm. this and stuff? So so then it just kind of, um, yeah. So it, actually, the Penguin Project was Babe Cave, like, 1.0. Like, it was. Never knew about so the whole thing was that um, really just about the idea that if you support other people, mm-hmm. they will support you. So then building out that community. That, yeah. mm-hmm. Um I talk a lot about I talked a lot about music um, yeah. and whatever, but mm-hmm. there was a girl who had reached out uh, on Facebook. It was like I got this Facebook message because I have like a page, yeah. like a, a not like a public page, and um, she was like, "I found your 
I found the Penguin Project, and I know this sounds really crazy, and I never do this, but I just wanted to reach out and just say that, because um, I was, this was at the end when um, I was still in LA, but I was kind of trying to figure stuff out, and just kind yeah. of in a transitional place. But yeah, she had reached out, and just like this whole thing of how she found the blog, mm-hmm. and then like what it meant to her, and all of this stuff, and like, I think that for me too is like oh, one of yeah. those moments where I was like, Oh, wow, the internet is so powerful. Oh, gosh. Because, like, such a small world. I think of all yeah. the stuff that I find, and I'm, and I don't write people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And for then sure. Mm-hmm. when somebody is like, oh, yeah. I listened to that, or I read that, or mm-hmm. I did whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It is, it's really neat because I think sometimes you think you're just creating in a vacuum. Yeah. And then when it... Yeah, you never realize um, how many people are paying attention ever. And, it, like, for me, I can kind of see, because I can see my stream activity and whatnot and sales. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know who's behind those and, um, there are a lot of them. Yeah. And so and I wish I did because when they reach out, you know, you immediately feel this connection and you, you feel that's a friendship yeah. that you form. Um, and so I encourage people to reach out all the time. And I mean, even us to people, cause it, I mean, it makes my day. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Just knowing someone's listening. Someone connects. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think sometimes too you get afraid like, oh, I don't want to seem like a fan girl or yeah. oh, I don't want to mm-hmm. seem but I think if you do it in like an authentic like an auth- why can I not? I was like I start <laughs> I keep trying to say <laughs> authentic. <laughs> but then I couldn't. Yep, welcome. 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 Um I think, too, like, when you live in any kind of, like, large city, and if you do see Mm -hmm. celebrity people or whatever, I think people who live there are very conscious of not wanting to be like that. Mm -hmm. So then even if you do, like, someone, you don't want to seem, like, not cool. Right. I guess that's really what it is. You just don't want to seem... You want to, like, act unfazed. But really, who is? I mean... But for real, mm-hmm. every time you see somebody who is even a little bit, there's a little you bit of like, no, like, oh, yeah, it's like, a, it's tangible, you know, they become human. T- yeah. Let me touch you. Mm-hmm. Don't touch. Right. That's not good. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't recommend that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, no, but I, there was a, I, I was in a sketch festival in Toronto um, and after our show, uh, and, like, at a festival, you don't really know who saw what because yeah. it's just kind of rotating. Everybody's doing whatever. Mm-hmm. But we were, I think, on a bus or something, and these people came up, and they were like, hey, are you guys in New Stradamus? And that was the name of our yeah. show, New Stradamus. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, we were like, yeah. They're like, oh, my gosh, we just saw your show. It was so good. You guys were so funny, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. That's so neat. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, it just, it's the tiniest thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You saw me, you said something. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. Yes. So, but I'm terrible about doing it to other people. Yeah, I like, actually, I try, well, if I know the person, I try to always do it just because I know um, how much of an impact that has on me. Yeah. And, like, how much of a reminder that is that you're doing the right thing. And I think yeah. everybody... Um, needs to feel that every once in a while. So I um, try to be conscious of it, but obviously, you know, there are people that you think are untouchable or too big to care, but really everybody cares. You know, that's why they... They do. They do. 
They do it, so. If they didn't, I think nobody would be on social media or... Right. <laughs> you know, like, if you yeah. really don't care, like, yeah. you wouldn't open yeah. that channel. You wouldn't mm-hmm. open... Right. You wouldn't open that. Um, yeah, do you have a lot of people, like, after shows... Like, I've noticed, too, like, some... It depends. Like, sometimes people will come up, but even, mm-hmm. like, when I was in shows, I know some people would be afraid to kind of mm-hmm. come up in the moment because yeah. sometimes people don't want to, like, bug you or... yeah. Whatever, but yeah, do people come up and talk, or yeah, is it or is it more like a hey, you were good, and then run away? Depends. Um, it's that oftentimes, yeah. Um, I find that I always strike up conversations with people because I'm there, so (laughs) why not? (laughs) What am I gonna do? Just stand there and wait for people to come talk to me? No, so um, I guess I'm not shy. But, um, no, they they do. They definitely do. I got a message, um, the other, yesterday, actually, about my Bluebird show last week. Um, yeah, so it's, you never know when someone's gonna say something. You play the Bluebird a lot, but also... I've only played twice. Well, I say a lot. (laughs) I I played... Every time I I'm like, she's at the Bluebird? And also... (laughs) For everybody who's listening, like, has seen it on Nashville. Like, you can't even go there anymore. Yeah, so it used to be that, um, so I've lived in Nashville for eight years now, officially. And um, when I first moved here, you could just go. And that's what people did, you know. I went to see shows at the Bluebird all the time. um, And that was the ultimate treat. Um, Some of my favorite nights were shows at the Bluebird. And I can still, like, tell you song set lists Mm. and who played when. I mean, like, it's just such a cathartic place to see music. Um, Unparalleled. If you don't know anything about the Bluebird, I highly recommend you do your research. But um, now, ever since Nashville, which is awesome, you know, it's cool. It's gotten the exposure that it's gotten. But you cannot go. Like, I literally, because I can only get a couple people in. I can't even really bring anybody. So, Literally I never get, get like, people. one or maybe two people. Well, like, two to four. Gotcha. So, my yeah. family came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was out. So, yeah. um, I went online at 8 a.m., like, the second day went on sale. And it was sold out. I couldn't even get <laughs> tickets to, like, gift of friends. No. Know? So, well, because they put you in that virtual waiting room. Right. Crazy. So, I've done it before <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> where <laughs> this is how crazy. Like, I get up hella early yep. to do it. And I'm I'm like up. And then up. you see, like, and I would click on like a, a table mm-hmm. to reserve something and it refreshes because it's already gone and like oh that's anxiety inducing within Crazy. within two or three minutes mm-hmm. but what's so cool and nuts about it is that people that are going don't even have a clue who they're going to see yeah they just want to go to the blooper yeah so um every single show yeah every day every night sold out which is amazing you know yeah. but it's all pretty much tourists so I asked people this time because I have a song that um, mentions a ton of cities and um, I asked people where they were from and there were two people from London, people from LA and people from all over. I was staring at a guy from London. Um, It's just so cool. So cool. But um, yeah, the Bluebird, that's a crazy place. Such a fun place though. Mm -hmm. I love that. I was telling Amanda before. That I gave her a lovely shout out doing Bloomer. So I have this song. Well, I'll just tell the story like I told it in the show. So um, I was listening to the Stillness episode, season one, at my kitchen table one day. Uh, it was like a morning, I didn't have a right. 
And so I was listening to the episode, and I looked down, and I'm like, hmm, stillness, that's that's a nice word. <laughs> you never know when something's going to hit you. Like, right mm-hmm. now, all these words on your wall, like, <laughs> like a hit could be on there, and I'm not, not paying attention. You just don't know. You know, like, how many times have I said or seen the word still? Yeah. But it didn't hit me until that moment. Yeah. So, I mean, mm, that's a cool word. And so I started, like, singing this chorus, basically. And I was texting you. I'm like, oh, I think I just got this cool song idea. because I was very the, excited. Yeah. I was like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I like this. <laughs> and then I had to write um, that week with Grant Vogel and um, Blaine Mitchell. And uh, I knew that they would be a good fit for the song. So we finished it together. And it's, like, one of my favorite songs I've ever written. But I played it at the Bluebird that night. Gave you a nice shout-out. If it wasn't for you in the stillness episode. I'm, you can't see me, but I'm holding my hands up like <laughs> I won an award or something. I just, but see, that's also so cool too mm-hmm. because, like, you never know when whatever you're doing mm-hmm. helps the people yeah, who are around of course, you. Of course. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I just, I love that. Yeah, I think about the amount of people, I mean, like the writers on the song and. Uh, people love that song. I have people tell me all the time. I love that yeah. song. When you sent me, like, just a little tidbit, mm-hmm. I was like, it's so good. Like, I knew it would be good, <laughs> but I'm like, it's so good. <laughs> you never know. It could have been terrible. <laughs> you know what's it's funny? Kind of reach. But. You know what's funny, though, is that um, there is the Head and the Heart song still, and that was one of the first. Oh, I don't thi- even know that one. Is it Let's Be Still? By let's be still. Shoot, did I steal it? No, no, no. no. But um, no, it's totally, it's totally different. different. It's totally okay. different. But it was kind of this idea of like, let's be in the moment. Let's the moment. whatever it was. And so I, but I, I, it was a thing where I was like, I really like that word. Yeah, you like the word, right? That's, well, there's something um, very haunting about the word still. And so when you said it, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna write a song about being present. That was actually my first instinct and then as I was writing it it just like turned into this heartbreak song um yeah I that just happened that's like my thing I like to flip things and so when I was writing it I was Mm -hmm. thinking oh no like this doesn't have like that hook hooky thing yeah and so it just came but thank you for that hopefully uh I can't I can't on the airwaves one day Oh yeah, and then I hopefully I will just be able to be at a show where you say that, and then I can just stand there with my hands in the air and be like, "It's me, it's me, I'm here." Every time I'm like, so my friend of mine has a podcast called Babe Cave, and I've been at shows where you've done that before, and then I'm like, "Ah, so cool, so cool." So then I like went back and I looked through all your episodes. I'm like, "What other words? I got to do that again, though." You better, this season, you better give me something good. This season, I think it's coming. Yep. I mean, it's funny, though. I So I re-listened to all of the episodes. Um, I was trying to filter through some stuff. And, and, you know, when you're just talking, you forget all of these little tidbits. Yeah. So as I was re-listening and, like, even re-listening to our episode and other mm-hmm. interviews and stuff, I was like, man, there's so many freaking good things. Mm-hmm. But you can't share it all. You know, like, you can you only can't. you can only do, like, you know, if you promote something, it's only, like, a line or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of really was um, aware that there are so many things that people might miss. 
And, like, I get afraid. Like, for yeah. whatever reason. Oh, yeah. You get afraid you of that. Tell, well, you and I, we're both storytellers. Yeah. And so we want, I mean, even sitting here thinking right now, I'm like, oh, my God, there are a million things I could have said 15 minutes ago about that topic. You know, like, yep. you just want to yep. share all of it, all the way yep. yep. And the funny part, though, is that there have been people who have reached out, you or other people, you know, and they'll remember parts about something yeah. else. So I think that, and this is going to sound like very like woo-woo or whatever, but, um, you know, when you create something and then you just release it, I think in a lot of ways, it parts of it come back to you that mm-hmm. you forgot or you didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's also just trusting that process. Yeah. That believing in whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and then putting it out yeah. and that, okay, mm-hmm. It's going to touch somebody or it's going right. to, right. somebody's going to be into it. Mm-hmm. It's going to come back like, yeah. I mean, even this summer, I met a lot of people who, you know, you kind of start talking about, you know, at first when they're like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, also there's, that's also a different question. Cause yeah. when people ask that, they really mean like, how do you pay your bills? Mm-hmm. Right. And not what feeds your soul and like what your dreams are. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tricky question. You know, I always, <laughs> I find, I asked somebody the other day, I'm sorry if I just cut no, you No, 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 go. I asked someone the other day, um, I think we were, t- oh, my friend was talking to this guy, and, you know, I hate asking the question, what do they do? But then I'm like, oh, but I want to know. But I want always ask, because you think, oh, what they do is what they love, which is not always the case. It right. actually infrequently is the case, unfortunately. But um, that's kind of like what I hope to get from that question. Yeah. But it's like a touchy thing because you think like, oh, like, you know, what do they do? What's their status? What? Because if you don't have the right question, like, so I did, oh gosh, I did that yesterday. Mm -hmm. I had a, a, well, you know, like I'm on a committee for St. Jude and we had, so we're like re-upping for our event next year Mm -hmm. and we just started like official meetings, but we had to go around the room and introduce ourselves Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I always hate it because it's like, especially when you're in a, any kind of creative mm-hmm. thing and you're like, it's like Amanda Pollock worldwide. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so true. <laughs> which is also, yeah. which for real, I think like I want to make my LLC. Like, do it. But, you know what I, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like when it's you, mm-hmm. it's a weird thing to talk about with some people mm-hmm. because then you don't want to seem like, well, I'm doing this thing and it's like cool yeah because a lot of people say now oh I'm an entrepreneur oh I'm this or oh I'm that and and you don't want to be in that camp you're like no but I'm I really do stuff Mm -hmm. I'm really doing things but so everybody went around the room to introduce themselves and then got to me and like I think about this all the time like how I probably sound like such a dork Sometimes when I explain to people stuff, because mm-hmm. everybody was kind of talking about what they did or what their career was, whatever. They're all bankers and lawyers right. and whatever. So it gets to me, and I'm like, I'm getting off, like, being sick. And I was like, I, I was like, I'm Amanda. Um, I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, that's a better I, answer. And I was like. Do video, like, I know food people. Yeah. I did, like, food media stuff. So, like, if you need restaurants, um, I did the chef video. Um, you know, like, I'm just yeah. rambling on yeah. because, you know, so this, you know, the event, it's like a farm-to-table dinner. 
which everything is farm to table Mm -hmm. now. But, you know, it's this big culinary event. So most of the people who are in there know people who are in restaurants or whatever. But, you know, it's the full fundraising and sponsorships and all of that. And so, but then it came around to me, you know, all of these people Mm -hmm. have eloquent answers of like, oh, I've been involved with St. Jude for short, easy. Mm -hmm. I'm a lawyer. Yeah. I do this or whatever. And then it comes around to me and I was like, ah, well, I do a lot of things. And, right, <laughs> and right. then I was, and I, I didn't know how to finish it. And yeah. I was like, do I throw my podcast in there? Do I yeah. throw Did in you? like other stuff? I didn't, but you know, yeah. I didn't want to like overwhelm them with mm-hmm. the awesomeness. Yeah. Creative people have such a hard time owning what they do. Even like I, especially being in Nashville, because I'm um, not cool, you know. I'm not interesting as a songwriter, but like I'm rolling my eyes at her right now. <laughs> no, but I mean, just like there are a ton well, of yeah, songwriters. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When you say you're one, like, oh yeah, right. duh. So, yeah. But, but um, you know, we have a really hard time owning it. But really, like, it takes so much guts and chutzpah <laughs> to do this and to yeah, you know, make a living, make money, creating. And loving what you're doing every single day. That's so true. And we, I think that creative people, when they're doing it, I mean, anybody that loves what they're doing should take pride in what they're doing. Yeah. um, I think we all got to get over our little insecurity about that. No, that's a good point because, um, uh, are you familiar with Create Cultivate? Mm -mm. So it's, it started in LA in this, um, with this girl, um, or woman, uh, Jacqueline Johnson, and so, essentially, uh, she kind of really saw, like, uh, a void in events, mm-hmm. um, events for women, and especially in terms of networking. So, you essentially see these incredible events online, but the whole thing is to get you there mm-hmm. to meet people in real life and then to also help you, like, live out the life that you actually want to live. So, mm-hmm. I just read her book um, work party. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because she has a similar experience to me in some ways of like losing jobs. And she had this, but, um, she had this line in there just talking about how, uh, sometimes the thing that, um, makes you the best, I'm paraphrasing, thing that makes you like the best for a job, it can also be the thing that gets you fired. Mm-hmm. And within that, that there becomes like this insecurity that happens because you don't know. You're like, well, am I really good at this or am I bad at this? Where do I fit in? And then it kind of can stem an insecurity overall of if you're creative or if you're whatever, have your own business, whatever, Mm -hmm. you're afraid of owning that. Yeah. Because if people think that you're bad at something and then you're, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just you, you have more at stake. Right. But she says that you just need to start telling people, like, if you own a business, I'm the CEO. Yeah. I'm the, you know, but mm-hmm. because all of those little things kind of weave into right. one another. But I think, um, you know, if you are creative, probably the thing that makes you really awesome could also make the be the thing that makes you really not awesome. Mm-hmm. And so you're aware of that. Yes. I feel like most I'm art, yeah. most creatives, artists are like hyper aware of that. So then you also don't want to start saying that you are something Mm -hmm. kind of ruined stuff. Do you know, does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it definitely makes sense. I mean, but yeah, it was just interesting, too, when she was saying, like, you need to say 
what you are. Yeah. Well, you say do. that you're the CEO. I had somebody say that you're the like, whatever. Six years ago, I'll never forget it. In the elevator in my building, asked me what I do, and I was like, kind of like reluctant, I guess, to say I'm an artist and a writer. And he yelled at me, <laughs> and I'll never forget that ever. I remember the guy too. Hmm. And he's like, you have to own that, you know. Mm. And it's true. Why wouldn't you? But yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm not, you know, swimming in dough at the moment, but it's what I do. Oh, every it's day. coming. But I wake up, and yeah, yeah, that's my job. Yeah. So, I think too, it's probably hard because if it's abstract, mm-hmm. then yeah. well, people just have a really hard time understanding that stuff, and they like to just be able to put their finger on yeah. even just people as a whole. Well. I've had people, it was this summer, I had a lot of people, I went home to California for like two weeks, and it was funny because people were kind of like asking, oh, what's going on? What are you doing? And I found myself, even people who I've known for a while, like trying to navigate this Mm -hmm. thing because you want people to think like, no, like, I'm really doing stuff. Like, I have a plan. Like, maybe stuff doesn't look like it's one way, but I'm like, why do I have to keep explaining myself to people? Right, right. But when I talk about the show, the question people kept saying, and we talked about this, like, when you were on the show before, but people kept keep saying, oh, well, are you monetizing mm-hmm. the thing? I mean, I'm going to be real. Like, I don't make any money off of this, okay? You can probably, you can probably tell day. by some of it, but it'll come maybe one day. But, um, <laughs> but, but people would ask that, and I was like, no, it's not being monetized right now. And um, they're like, well, why? And my whole, I was, like, in my head, I was like, is that an option? Yeah. Is someone, is someone coming with a, it, with a checkbook? Because yeah. why do you think that I'm just about. this isn't I yeah. this isn't necessarily like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like I work really hard on this right. stuff and trying to set up things like mm-hmm. may, that's what you're passionate about. So but I, it's just funny when people are like, Well, you should think about this. Well, why don't you do this? Yeah. I'm like, well, if that was an option, I right. would definitely <laughs> do it. Do it. Yeah. If so someone's coming and they want to like rain some mm-hmm. money down on me, yeah. I'm gonna say yes. But it was like, it was, was, we, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just funny too when people have like expectations of where you should be. I'm like, yes. Do you know? But I'm like, but anyway, but if anybody wants to help me monetize this or advertisers or whatever, just, (laughs) you got it, right? You have to put it it out there. You have to put it out there. Yeah, you have to put it out in the universe. Yep. And then it's supposed to Mm -hmm. come back. At least that's what the secret said. Right. But, you know, I'm going to say that some of the stuff in The Secret, like, there, there was, like, one where it was talking about, uh, the like, a dream house. This guy had, like, a vision board of, like, this dream house, and then he put it away, mm-hmm. and then five years later, he's living in that, oh. that house. I've had all kinds of vision boards with houses. <laughs> like, I was going to say, uh, how did he actually get the house? I don't. I don't know. The secret got it to him. I don't know. Like, he bought... He ended up... He had it on... Okay, hold on. I'm trying to remember this. I'm probably butchering it. And then someone's probably, like, watched The Secret, and they're like, you're telling it all wrong! <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, but, no. like, how I yell at podcasts when right. I'm... Right. But, but I think that he had made a vision board, which I love vision boards. Mm-hmm. I'm all about some vision boards. But he made a vision board, and... Just found a house. I think it was in a magazine or something. I don't know. I think he he obviously has, like, a great job. 
and can right. do stuff. Do if, if you're cutting out a house from a magazine, it's probably not ugly. It's probably yeah. not small. Mm-hmm. It's probably not cheap. So, but he put it on a vision board, had moved a bunch or something. He had packed it away. They were going, he had moved again, unpacked some boxes or something, and his son found this vision board. And then in, how he tells it was like, and then I realized that I was living in the house that was on the vision board. And he says that he forgot about it. But I, she's looking at me like it's fake. And I just, I'm just retelling the story as it was told. I didn't. See, I'm not going to make any comments because I'm just going to sound cynical. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy for that man at his house, though. That is fabulous. I'm just saying that I put a bunch of houses on some vision boards. Well, it's not too late. I get it can always happen, yeah. right? Yeah. But how they make it sound too though. Well, is, my thing is if it can happen, then it probably would, no? Like in the case of this man, like he probably was had the means. Yeah. I think it was I, I think he said it was like a few years, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Congratulations, yeah. man of a secret. Anyway, I just want you to know that my vision us. boards have become very ambitious. <laughs> Yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> uh, Very ambitious. That's where I'm failing. <laughs> it's kind of helpful though. Like I have a couple. Um, I have a couple that I've I've still kept, and then I yeah. I look at them and stuff. And like one of them was interesting. One of the stories in in the secret because the this um, I think she's like a relationship coach or something, and she said that. There was this client of hers who was like, oh, I really want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but look at all the art on, I guess, because he was a painter. Look at all of the art that you do. Like, it's always one man with, like, multiple women. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should change that. And then he started painting, like, just two people or something or whatever. And his relationships changed. And then he ended up finding the love of his life. Now I don't know how to paint. But, you know, I just, I thought that was also interesting. I was, so part of me was like, oh, do I need to start putting, like, pictures of, like, me and somebody else? You know, like, yeah. old school, like, um, I don't know if you ever got, like, Tiger Beat magazines. Mm-hmm. Remember those, yeah. So, you know, and I'd put up pictures of JTT right. or Justin Timberlake, and I was like, they're going to marry he? me. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not, like, the same thing? Well, I think now, I, so I think, so all of that to say, I think the secret is telling me that I need to go pull out those old posters mm-hmm. and then put my, like, cut out a picture of my face mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just that simple. That's yeah, what yeah, the yeah. secret is saying, That's right? That's what it's saying, isn't That's it? what it's saying. Is that what it's saying? That's what it's So saying. the idea is that you put it out in the universe and then it... You put it out okay. into the universe and then it comes back to you. That's like a super vague, ambiguous... <laughs> I told you I can't make comments so I'm just going to sound really cynical. No, say it. Because also, it is kind of like woo-woo, like, it's a little out there. Yeah, it's, it's a little but, out there. But the big thing is that the ener- essentially, like, the energy that you put out is what you would get back. Right. Yeah, but that makes sense. Because if you're doing, like, some self, um, you know, uh... <laughs> words? What's I don't, the word? I don't have words. Self-help? I don't know. Self, Whatever. Um, Evaluation. Self. Uh, uh, 
uh-huh. whatever you're working on yourself. Yep. You know, you're working on your your psyche constantly. Yeah. Um, then that would be like you know a change of energy. Therefore, whatever. Yeah. Hence the man with the painting. The man with you know, the maybe painting. Maybe you realize you shouldn't be with. See, and as I told that, I was like, well, I don't know that the paintings actually helped him. I think that he just, so that's also why in the middle of the story, it sounded like I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about because I also was like, wait, I actually see this totally differently now. Totally differently now. Isn't that funny how that happens? Well, because also too, I think it like dudes are just different. Yeah. We're like, it seems, it seems that they have more power with that stuff, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it's necessarily true, but it's like, okay, well, it sounds like it's not hard for women to come around you. Yeah. So now you're just not having multiple girlfriends. Mm-hmm. You just decide on one. Yeah. What a rough life. It's a rough <laughs> <laughs> 2018. But now I really don't understand. I had all those pictures up of like in sync yeah. and whatever, and like so. Back out. What happened? Are they all taken? Justin Timberlake. What happened? We were supposed to get married. It's not too late. I mean, it kind of is, but <laughs> no, I, I don't really see them breaking up. No, they're too cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they that's, are cute. That's the thing that stinks too. Is when you see people yeah. and you're like, man, you're really cute. I can't even hate you. No. No. But. You're not alone. <laughs> Millions of women and men were disappointed. <laughs> so. And men. And men. And men. Yeah. No, but yeah, I um I don't even know how we got off on I don't know all of that. We normally don't know how we get off on any of our any. conversations. The seven tangents within one conversation. We've actually been pretty good on we this. We have one, been though. pretty good, yeah. I mean, I wanna say. Yeah. Normally, like, we're still way back at the beginning of <laughs> I know. whatever Thinking conversation. Like, well, yeah, we don't have a beginning. We got, like, a fresh start right here. Look at that. That's weird. Isn't that nice? Yeah. That's wonderful. It is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, question. Mm-hmm. So, in a year, because mm-hmm. now as I'm thinking of, like, this is, like, my first mm-hmm. year and whatever, and, like, you just had your EP come out and whatever, and, like, what would be some hopes that you have for professional or personal growth or whatever it is? Like, do you ever think, like, in a year from now, I want mm-hmm. this to be, or I'd like to be at this place, or... Yeah, in a year from now, I would, like... um I would appreciate being in a publishing deal. That would be nice. Um, I like to continue. I mean, I will continue what I'm doing. It's funny because I think I've just gotten so used to, like, every year kind of looks the same. Not in a bad way. Yeah. Um, In the sense that I'm, um, you know, writing every day, demoing every day, recording all the time. That hasn't really changed. So, um yeah, I want to be playing more shows. I want more people to hear everything. Um, basically more, or mm-hmm. at, at a larger scale, mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I want everything to look just bigger. See, that's your vision board. Bigger. Yeah. You said it. It's your verbal board. My verbal board. Yeah. yeah. Put it out there. Yeah. Everything else, I would say, um, 
in my life I'm very pleased with. Yeah. 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 Extremely. Yeah. No, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's um, always the hope, too, yeah. that, you know, it's that it will, you know, the scale will grow and whatever. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before when you've been on before, but of slow growth and how yeah. those mm-hmm. kinds of things are good. Yeah. Well, something you said about how every year kind of looks the same mm-hmm. to some degree. I want to say it was like D.L. Hughley or something. Mm-hmm. Somebody had posted something of like, it's on Instagram, some quote caption, but it was um, saying like, you're hustling and grinding all of the time for your dream for, you know, mm-hmm. the first year, second year, third year, fourth year, nothing happens. And then the fifth year you could blow up. Mm-hmm. And not that it necessarily has to be like five years, but yeah, everything kind of looks the same mm-hmm. for a lot. And yeah. then all of a sudden you have yeah. I know something I, blow up. I always say, um, and I was telling somebody this yesterday in a meeting, like I'm so grateful that I, um, haven't had deals up until this point because I think this has been like the best time. Mm. The last three, four years have really been incredible for me. Um, and the most fun I've ever had on a musical standpoint. Um, it just the growth has been astronomical, I think. Um, and so what's crazy is you think that like when you write an incredible song, say, that you're going to peak there. Like, oh, how can I ever do it again? But if you're dedicated to what you do and you're constantly um, just trying to top what you do, not even top, but just trying, constantly trying to be innovative, yeah, you find that like that spark never really goes away and you're always um, writing something that uh, reinvigorates you mm-hmm. uh, or like that you love just as much as your favorite song mm-hmm. and for other reasons you know yeah um so that's been fun for me because even on you know i don't even know how many songs i've written it's, uh, hundreds it like that hasn't died like i'm yeah. still like finding new things to say or i'm still yes. feeling different emotions maybe in different ways and so and you know there's there have been a ton of perspective shifts so um that's been fun just to continue to explore that. Because it's within, like, restrictions and limitations that you can get more creative. Mm-hmm. So if every time you feel like you've talked about something or someone else has done mm-hmm. it, there's always some little way yeah. oh, to get in there. Even in between the cracks of mm-hmm. the stuff you've already done. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There are so many times where um, I'll, like, hear a song of mine. I'm like, oh, that's interesting if you, like kind of switch change the take a little bit yeah um but even especially because um I write from a very personal perspective which you know a lot of people do but um I'm really obsessed with cohesion so things tend to relate Mm -hmm. deliberately um but then they don't you know like they they relate to a degree or like I I don't know it's it's cool yeah It's, it's a cool process at the end of um Season one, I kind of had a a small little, I wouldn't say like freak out, but I was like, <gasps> I don't, I think I'm kind of like at the end, like, do I have more stuff in me? Do I have mm-hmm. whatever? And I think that it was just, I was at the end of that cycle yeah. of that because, and if, you know, when you listen to season one, there's a lot of themes and things mm-hmm. are very similar and it's 
maybe there's a couple that, you know, are kind of seem out of place, but Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, overall. Right. But yeah, but I remember I was like, oh man, what if that's all I have? Like, what if only one season is what I have? But when I stepped away, though, Mm -hmm. things kept coming to me and I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. There is a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? There, because I was like, I just cracked the surface. Yeah. Of yeah. all of these things, but it's through conversations, it's through listening to other people, reading other things, mm-hmm. diving into, I think just also life, like just being inspired by the people yeah. who are around you, mm-hmm. because definitely that's what we all write and talk about mm-hmm. and whatever anyway, yeah. so it's funny that sometimes I think we don't go there mm-hmm. for that, you yeah. know, like if it's a conversation with your mom or your mm-hmm. sister, or, you know, somebody or like a friend, like there's... Those are the things that you end up talking about. So it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing when you're a writer, like, you're constantly being surprised and surprising yourself. And I think that's why... uh, That's one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to doing it is because even though every day may look the same on the calendar, Mm -hmm. every day is different. And Mm -hmm. every, like... Uh, the way that a song is executed and written every day is different. I had to write this morning that was like so different than, you know, everybody I had last week or whatever. And yeah, um, just constantly surprising yourself. You never know what you're going into. You never know what you're leaving. And yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's to me that that's one of the most fun things about it. Do you ever write things? And I did this when I was younger, writing poetry and stuff. Um, but do you ever find yourself, like, feeling like, I don't know a song that talks about this specific thing. Oh, so yeah. So I have to create it. All the time. Like, I'm always wondering about mm-hmm. that because, yeah. you know, sometimes people create things, um, and not that I think that you do this, but because, you know, it's like, oh, that would just be a cool thing. Or mm-hmm. this is kind this of is what everybody, you know, talks yeah. about or whatever it is. Yep. But it's like, I think it's different when you're like. I have this need, so I feel like there might be oh, yeah. other people. So, you know, you're creating it for yourself, mm-hmm. but you... Basically, my hypothetical album that I have created right now was fueled by that. And I, I'm sure I can go back and, obviously, and find songs that have said the same kind of concept. Yeah. Um, I, that always happens in rights where you'll leave and you're like, oh, I haven't really heard it from this point of view before. Um, and basically, even writing my stuff uh that's always kind of how I approach it like oh what do I need to listen to like what do I feel like I can't find right now on the radio or mm-hmm. when I'm looking for music that I'm really severely craving yeah um so yeah I do that all the time and that's not saying that it hasn't been written it's just access you know like yeah I don't know I can't tell you a song with that title with that concept so I'm gonna go write it well and <sighs> We all have access to different people, too, mm-hmm. so it's, right. you know, so I think that's also kind of a, a neat thing, but, like, you have a unique perspective mm-hmm. that, so, technically, no song has ever been written like that before, because it right. doesn't have right. Marla on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? But yeah. but, yeah, I've always wondered about that, because I, uh, looking back at my own stuff, I see, too, like, oh, yeah, I'm just filling a need for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. even when I was younger writing poetry of, you know, mm-hmm. Whatever boy broke my heart or whatever yeah. dumb yeah. <laughs> stuff was happening. But I was like, yeah. I've never heard anyone say this ex- mm-hmm. like this exact thing. I have to write it so I can go back and read it and feel better. I feel, yeah. Oh, God. I feel like that's why we do what we do. <laughs> yeah. 
We're consoling ourselves. Oh, for <laughs> sure. The best therapy that you could possibly have, I think, for me, was writing. I mean, I got through. That's how I got through my breakup. My whole, my whole album's about. It was just a way of coping. You know, that's how, you know, millions of artists do it. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, yeah, that's how, that's where all my inspiration comes from. We just give ourselves giant hugs. Mm-hmm. Well, I even said to you, you know, earlier, like, you're constantly reliving things too. Yeah. So you're giving yourself a hug and then you're also like beating yourself to death with the mm-hmm. same emotions just because you want to make good art. So um that's a fun process. <laughs> <laughs> there was a um an an Alanis Morissette song. I do not remember the name of it, but she talks about that, but it's mm-hmm. like the specific thing I want to say of like writing a heartbreak song. But kind of the state, it's kind of, it's really cool though, but like the stages of all of that. So you write it, you're in it, other people find it, you record it, all of this time goes by, whatever. And then by the end, when it's recorded and you start singing it for other people, you've already healed yourself and then you're removed from it. But I remember the music video more than anything, I really want to say I saw it like on VH1 or something. <laughs> Probably VH1 it was, was her, yeah. Oh, I just they they gave you so much information about oh, things. They did. I saw pop up video, yeah. and I would have like the little, but um, but yeah, but that was something where I really like that song. I'll have to find it. Yeah, I'll find to, it. That's so interesting. Yeah, well, that would be my EP. You know, like yeah. that's just you. Yeah, and then when it's out, you're like, oh, I hope people um are experiencing. The pain that I was experiencing. Yeah. You want them to. You you want them. Well, somebody the other day messaged me about um, my song Square One that's on my EP and said, like, this is what I'm going through right now. And it's funny because I'm not going through that anymore. So yeah. um, I said to her, I was like, it makes me happy, but I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It's the yeah. best thing, you know, for you. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, that's, you know, it is funny when it becomes, like, just distant yeah. what you're singing. Yeah. Can be a good thing because you can't. Yeah, I, it's a good thing. But it, it's funny, though, because when I was making it, you know, it was like, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. All-consuming and yeah, um, in, like, a good way, too. Like, you feel so much, you know, yeah. when you're constantly reliving something like that and you're making art out of your pain. But... Yeah, then when you're just listening back, you're like, oh, these are just songs now, which is crazy. Just songs. They're just songs. But changing people's lives. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Hopefully. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Ah, Marla, I'm so <laughs> glad that you were here. And Thank that you for having me. You're welcome. Every time I come on, I'm like, oh, my voice is so low. It is low. I always, um, it's funny because, like, when I listen back, you know, I've listened to our episode a couple of times, but I'm yeah. like, you sound so, like, mature and, like, just, like, you know, this, like, s- like smoky lady. <laughs> that You know, like, I yeah. just think, like... <laughs> I mean, not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my voice matches my persona. Well, or my image. Maybe it does. I don't know. I think it? it does, but, like, it's always funny, too, to listen. Even sometimes when I listen to myself, I'm like, who is that? Yeah. Because I think I'm just... Uh, yeah. um, I don't know. My name's Amanda, and I do a lot of things. Right. That's how I. <laughs> and then there's times where I listen to myself. I'm like, 
oh, I sound like I put pants on mm-hmm. and I go outside with like some mascara on sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm thinking about that do a lot of things thing. I feel like everybody should answer with that. You know, okay, say you're a doctor. Okay. Right? You're not only a doctor. I'm sure it's that you true. leave your job and you mm-hmm. go and you do other things. Mm-hmm. So we should all answer with, I. what do you do? I do a lot of things. So I will tell you real quick. And we always say that, like, real quick, can I tell you this story? <laughs> that last um, time you was like, hey, bye. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yep. So you're in it. Um, but uh, welcome to our relationship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can't shut up. <laughs> go to get coffee or brunch or mm-hmm. something, and then it's, like, seven hours later, and they're closing up. And mm-hmm. we're like, but wait, we got here really, really? early. Marshall, <laughs> our Shayla. Don't even hate it. No. Um, but I just... Um, I didn't read the whole book because it was actually kind of boring. But um, Simon Sinek, um, his because he has his TED Talk um, on why, uh, and he had his book start with why of like, and uh, I actually think I had just recorded an episode for this season <laughs> talking about that, so it's yeah. funny. But anyway, um, but just how we have a why with inside of us so like it, he has a thing it's like three rings and you have the what the how and the why mm-hmm. and it correlates with parts of your brain and so the why is actually in um the nonverbal portion of your brain and how that is like what has gives you your gut instincts and your all of that and so this book find your why is about that um of like being able to verbalize Mm -hmm. what that thing is with inside of you. But so he um, sat next to this guy. Uh, So Simon Sinek has this book, Start With Why. And then he had these two co-authors write Find Your Why, which is really like a workbook. So Simon Sinek didn't really write most of this. His name's just attached. But anyway, one of the co-authors sits next to a guy, is on a plane, and is like, hey, um, you know, what do you do or something? And this guy starts talking about steel. Like he works in steel. He does all of these things and he doesn't really sound excited about it. So this co-author is like, okay, but what does that mean? Kind of like trying to just get deeper, like, cool, you work with steel. It's really cheap. It's Mm -hmm. durable. What does that mean? Getting down to the why he does it. So this man works at this steel company because uh, it's like the lightest steel. It's pretty cheap, but it also has really low um, carbon emissions. Uh, he's really concerned about the environment and wants to make mm-hmm. um, the world better for his grandchildren and all yeah. of these things. And so uh, once you get down to your why, like you're so much more interesting. That was kind of the Way whole more. thing of like, I don't really care that you work in steel. That's like whatever. It doesn't tell me about who you are. Mm -hmm. But if you start with, well, I'm really passionate about the environment and blah, blah, blah. You know, but it's, I think no matter what, it's always hard Mm -hmm. to talk about who you are and what you do in like a sentence. Right. No, you can't. Constantly trying to pitch yourself in like a. So we just let our jobs define us. But it was just an interesting thing because then, because then I'm like. Uh, oh, what do I even start with? I'm passionate about. <laughs> right? That's so true. Yeah. You're going to be there forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be like, shh. Yeah. Whoever would be like, just be quiet. I don't actually. Right. I don't actually care. <laughs> I just want to judge you on your mind. Judge you on your stuff. But 
But yeah, no, I'm Amanda and I do a lot of things. Me too. No, I'm not Amanda, but... No, you're Marla and you do... Mm-hmm. A lot of things. You do cooler things than me. No, but, um, yeah, well, just everyone, I'll let you know when the next time I'm at a, one of Marla's shows and if she says anything about Babe Cave, I'll try to get it. someone to take a picture yeah. of me just in the crowd <laughs> if you talk about, like, ah! I did it! Yeah. It's me! I'll, do it. I'll take it from the stage. That'll be... There you go. That would be cool. That'd Ooh, be I'm cool. excited. Yeah. Um, thanks. Thank you. Friend, I'm so excited that you're it's here. It's good to be back in the closet. It's good to be back in the closet. I know. We kind of figured it out mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where can everybody find you and all of your things? Excuse me. They can find me on MarlaOfficial.com, Marla.music on Instagram. Hello, it's Marla on Twitter <laughs> and a Facebook. Um, what other there? Uh, YouTube. I mean, Google. Mm-hmm. iTunes. It's, oh, oh, right. The music. That's a thing yeah. Too. Like find so iTunes. Find the, yeah, yeah, find the music. Spotify. Um, yeah, anywhere, anywhere that you listen to music, you can find it. Yes. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and listen to it. And um, yeah, we're gonna have you back. Duh. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Well, even maybe season two. You don't know. Season two is a long time. time. That's true. So really long time. Mm -hmm. The closet will miss you. I'll miss the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Season two. I'm very excited. I'm excited to be back with you. Head on over to amandapollock.com. If you're not on my newsletter, get on my newsletter. I'm going to be sending you some really fun stuff that's only going to be there. Uh, Yeah, I'm glad to be back, and I can't wait to be with you next week.